You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the USA Network and The Peacock, episode mm-hmm. 615. The Hangover. Of NXT, The Hangover, which was, I will say this, I don't I don't miss the actual TakeOver Hangover shows. I'm glad those are a thing of the past. Uh, yes. This was much better than most of those uh, TakeOver Hangovers, and... Uh, we get to find out the answer to uh, to what William Regal was going to do with yeah. his career in NXT. All right. Let me just jump right in then, because that's how this show starts. But first, mm-hmm. we get a ginormous recap of TakeOver, like every single match highlights. And yeah, that is um, where we are. And Vic Joseph says something um, about how we all want to know what William Regal meant at the end of the show. And like... Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Vic. Obviously, that's why we're all here. Um, so Regal co- comes out first. Everyone's cheering him on. There's a nice sized crowd, I must say. Regal saying he's been with NXT since the beginning. One of my favorite things he did was he says hello to Beth at the announce table and no other announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he starts talking and he gets somewhat emotional, talks through what NXT has grown into. Um, what it means to him and like you really get the sense that like this is goodbye yeah. and like I was getting like really sad um, Regal's given everything he can um, he says and it's breaking my heart and then fucking Karrion Cross comes out to interrupt this speech that's like super heartfelt <laughs> and like what an asshole and like right. I know we, we had a whole conversation last week about how he was like the face in the, one of the, the match last week and like he's definitely not like he's Okay. This is a heel move. Well, here's the here's the the WWE thing about this. Last week or at the takeover, he was supposed to be a babyface and no. he he really no. was. <laughs> I uh, don't believe it. <laughs> and throughout throughout the, this entire return run and everything, he was supposed to be a babyface until people started booing him because the people aren't really that into him or no, not nearly right. as much as Triple H seems to be into him. So they decided uh-huh. literally on a dime to just stop, turn him around, and now he's just a full-fledged heel. Like he was, yeah. he was not talking like this to other people or baby faces prior to this. He just comes out and is in a, he's just a total asshole to William Regal. He basically says he's ready for Regal to leave, <laughs> making fun of him on yeah. his way out. He's a like, loser. All bullshit. Yeah. Um, he's being very mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like saying like, you know, Scarlett and I are really interested in where this is going. And it's like, shut up, Carrie. And no one asked you, why do you think you're, you know, <laughs> God's gift you're out here talking mm-hmm. like this. But then to interrupt, Samoa Joe's music hits. And yes. oh my God, it's like time stopped for a second because this crowd just like, I don't know what, they didn't know what to do with themselves. And mm-hmm. it was beautiful. They're very excited. So 
And Regal wants Samoa Joe to be the new general manager. And Joe's just like, no, I don't yeah. want it. Yeah, I can't do um, that. <laughs> and then he starts talking up Regal, but he has a counteroffer. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be William Regal's insurance policy, which Regal says okay. But Joe is not allowed to be a competitor, which the crowd was not happy about. No. And he cannot initiate physical contact, but if he's provoked, it's game on. Yeah. Which Samoa Joe's like, I like these terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he and Karrion Cross kind of have a standoff, stare down thing. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing once he's like ready to go, he uh, he's gonna like beat the crap out of Karrion Cross. Yeah. Um, so he's not cleared, crowd. right? He's not That's cleared. What I- He's not cleared to wrestle. Twitter says. I don't know what happened to him. Concussions, maybe? It's. I'm thinking maybe that's what it is. I know he's not cleared, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be cleared anytime soon. I mean, they did release him, and I feel like in his ninety his ninety days ran up as well. And I feel like there were promotions out there who would have been interested in signing him as a Mm -hmm. wrestler, but he didn't sign anywhere else. And he went back to WWE and they're still talking about him in this, like not competing content or in this uh, context. Context. I mean, and Mm -hmm. the only problem with that is that Joe has such like, he's good. He's really good on the mic, but he also has this great physical presence and charisma that is just there. Even when he's not talking and when he does face-offs with not just Karrion Cross, he does it with some other people later, too. Yeah. And all I can think of is, I want to see that match. So they're doing yeah. themselves a disservice here if they're making me well, want to see matches they can't give me. But I wonder, too, if they're working through, like, maybe there is maybe there is an end in sight and they will clear him mm-hmm. soon-ish. So. Yeah. so maybe that's that they're building that up um, yeah. would be my guess. I think, my, though, my favorite thing about this, though, is that Vince was like, we're letting you go. And Triple H was like, come home, baby. Come <laughs> <Yep>. here. <laughs> come back to NXT. We'll treat you right. Yeah. So <laughs> I do love that. Um, so that's very exciting. And that's how we start off. Um, so we have uh, Samoa Joe as the enforcer um, and William Regal um, still running the show. So yeah, all is right with the world. Mm-hmm. Um Next, we see Grizzled Young Veterans. Gibson's not happy with how Thatcher and Champa address him and Drake, um, but they're used to it, I guess, because they're working class boys. So mm-hmm. um, being underestimated is their thing. So we're going to see that match later tonight. But next, we get some other tag team. Um, it's Imperium versus Breezango. Yes. Because Walter has given Bartel and Eichner their instructions so literal marching orders to end this silliness once and for all see though i couldn't say that though because of the german roots and i felt like that was just a little too (laughs) too much (laughs) if you have any complaints send them to at cinema geekly (laughs) um so breeze and bartel start um breeze gets bartel into a headlock bartel reverses and gets breeze down starts controlling the match but breeze is able to get to fandango who comes in with a drop kick eichner in takes fandango down and starts working over his arm fandango though with a bunch of chops and eichner flips over fandango and tries to pull him down but he doesn't um and then fandango just stomps on eichner eichner and bartel on the outside breeze goes to fly but lands on the ground Mm. which like just looked horrible. And then Fandango goes flying onto Imperium. Um, so, like, 
I don't know. There are two times in this in this episode where people went flying out of the ring and just landed on the ground, and I'm like, who thinks that's a good idea? Yeah, um, and if you're thinking of the same one I'm thinking of in the main event, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so Breeze um, takes out Bartel on the outside as Eichner and Fandango have it out in the ring. Lots of forearms flying here, and Fandango gets a big forearm until Eichner drops him. Bartel in and starts with a stomp and a chomp. Uh, chop, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bartel putting on a hold. Fandango able to roll Bartel up for a two um, and not quite able to get to Breeze. Uh, and Bartel eventually picks up Fandango and brings him um, to Imperium's corner. And Bartel out of the ring, but he comes in to interrupt the tag to Breeze. Uh, Fandango drops him, and now both Breeze and Eichner in. Uh, Breeze able to roll up Eichner to win. I don't honestly know what he did. I just know that this happened. Mm -hmm. um, it was very quickly, pretty sure Walter will not be happy. No. I thought this was good. Um, but I don't know. I got a little lost at certain points. Yeah. Uh, a little chaotic. I, I feel, yeah, and I feel like I've seen this. I don't, I don't know how many times they've actually done this match, but it feels like a lot of times. Um, mm. I, like to the point where it almost feels like maybe these two teams are stuck together and neither one of them can kind of move past one another, uh, which, you know, I need, I, I know you're still waiting on that Imperium versus Legato del Fantasma feud. It has to happen. <laughs> to happen. It has to. <laughs> like, they have set this up too nicely yeah. to not see it through. Like, at some point, and here's the thing. Brizango has now won, I think, two against Imperium. So it's yes. time to move on, gents. Yeah. It's time. I mean, at some point, I would really like an Imperium MSK match. I think that would be that would be cool. A lot of fun as well. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was okay. Uh, I went mm -hmm. two and a half. This was my least favorite match on the show. I went two and three quarters. Okay, so we're pretty we're pretty close. Together on that one, uh, the good folks over on the Grapple application, they have given it a 2.53. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the same realm. Um, Post-match, though, Eichner wastes no time um, to start the beatdown. Um, Bartel puts Fandango into the post, and then the Eurobomb on freeze, but we're post-match here, so it doesn't really matter. I just yeah. Here's the thing I do hope, though. I do hope that Imperium does not leave NXT North America. Yeah. <laughs> NXT North American style. They stay for mm -hmm. a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, all right. We are backstage and Kyle and Adam Cole are going at it. Regal has all of security back there to break them up. Um, and then Samoa Joe comes him comes in um, and Adam Cole pushes him. So he just puts Adam Cole to sleep. Um, and then... <laughs> There was so there was this weird thing, and I like it took me a while to fully figure out what was happening. Um, but I guess Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are going to face each other now at the Great American Bash. Yes. But before that, they each get to pick an opponent that they are going to fight next week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Kyle's pick made me out. very excited, and I presume. Hey. Adam Cole being the heel will pick somebody that he could easily defeat is my guess. Probably. Yes. So, um, 
Although, you know what would be a good match? Hmm. And, and I know they're both heels, so it won't work. But I bet you Adam Cole and Swerve would put on a really good match together. That would be a really fun match. No, I right? agree. Oh, I want to see this now. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so there was this weird commercial or spot or something and it just showed you like a drained battery. Yes. Like a cell phone battery. Not sure what it means yet. Uh, my presumption is that it is signaling the return of someone, presumably somebody who is out with an injury. So who could that be? Who Tegan Knox is the only one I can think of. Who else could it be? It could be Tegan. Some people were saying Roddy, but I don't think it's Roddy. He's not out Mm. with an injury, but... Maybe he needed to recharge his batteries. Maybe that's oh, why he maybe. left NXT. Um, and he's coming back as Diamond Mind with Marina. Yes. <laughs> Diamond Mind is supposedly, we're, I mean, getting yeah. a little ahead of ourselves here, but supposedly. Next week. Finally coming next week, yes. Unless, though, unless it's a style of match, in which case I'll be very upset because yeah. I feel like they've been building this up. <laughs> I really do think it's supposed to be a group, but they haven't I been hope so. particularly clear about that. No, they haven't. Anyway, um, we see um, Santos Escobar, and he's still not happy with Bronson Reed and still wants the North American title. Um, he held it in his hands and saw his face in it. Um, uh, Escobar. Um, yeah, so Escobar wants Reed one on one now. So that's still a feud. And I think Wild and Mendoza are taking a day off. I don't know. We haven't, they're not here today. So. Spa day. Yeah. Uh, they, they need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I I know Mendoza had that really bad bloody nose that one match. Like, See? give the man a day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So once again, Kushida has issued an uh, an open challenge, and Trey Baxter from the Performance Center has responded. Yes. Um. So we don't know. I don't know much about him other than what he has a little promo video and. Beth talks about him. I guess he's some kind of a high flyer. So yes, he. So, um, yeah. A little bit of background. He on the independent wrestling scene. He was Blake Christian, which also sounds like an NXT name, honestly. Um, oh, and I like it less though. He was tearing up uh, the indies with another guy named Alex Zane, who is wrestling pretty frequently now on Two Hundred Five Live as. Ari something. Um, mm-hmm. They're both they're both very 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 talented, but okay. uh, they're kind of no. like they were. Yeah, they hadn't. They were just starting to break out on the indies. Like this was happening at a time when, like, right around when AEW was coming up. So oh, yeah. NXT regularly was sort of rating the indies for like the tippity top of the independent wrestling talent and Mm -hmm. they were bringing in guys that had already had very established names like keith lee and matt riddle and Mm -hmm. all of those guys were very established had a a pretty established run on the independents yes so like they would bring in these people that had uh some some name recognition behind them Mm -hmm. and when aew popped up they're like Anybody who's making any kind of buzz, we got to sign them like straight mm-hmm. away. So, uh, like Blake Christian and guys like he and Alex Zane were just starting 
to like break open mm. like they were just making it onto some of the bigger independents and stuff and then wwe swooped in they weren't bad moves uh at all because right. they're very talented people but then they made them stay in the performance center for a little while i guess yeah and they also don't have like when trey baxter came out here it's not like when uh keith lee debuted or when one of these other guys were like the crowd knew who they were even though they were not wwe guys um, right because they had a chance to you know make their name even if fans on the internet didn't go to those indie shows to see keith lee like keith lee stuff would get go viral they'd see it on twitter yeah. or twitter. on youtube or something and these guys were just getting there but they so you know when this when this kid came out here this crowd was like who oh, uh yeah. but he and kushida had a fun match yeah, so, and a very quick moving. So Kushida quickly goes after Baxter's arm, but he flips out of it, so it's showing right away who he is. Kushida takes Baxter down by the leg, then keeps him low to the mat with some grappling. Kushida going after the leg again, and Baxter rolls up Kushida for a one, um, and then looking for a hold of his own. Baxter rolls Kushida up again for a one and takes Kushida down with a hurricanrana, which looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely see, like, He's going to go places. Baxter with an elbow off the top rope and Kushida rolls to the outside. Kushida finally able to get something um, and gets Baxter on the apron. But Baxter kicks Kushida to the outside and Kushida goes up and over the top rope. Um, And uh, oh, yeah. And then Kyle now creepily watching from the top of the ramp. Um, (laughs) So that happens um kushida gets taken down again but not for long he gets baxter in the corner and then takes him down with a hip toss and a drop kick then an insiguri baxter not quite down but getting there um both men do some handsprings and baxter gets kushida down kyle's still on the outside with too much eyeliner he looks like he should be in green day um (laughs) strike exchange and kushida gets baxter down um and but then a Spanish fly, um, and then maybe a 450 by Baxter for a two. Kushida then had Baxter on the top rope looking for the hoverboard lock. Baxter takes Kushida down, but Kushida does eventually get the hoverboard lock in for the tap and retains. Yep. Um, I think Kushida continues to be amazing. I like he's doing these open challenges, and that kind of what we were talking about before, giving some of these newer guys the exposure. Um, So to me, it just makes... um, Kushida look like the best because he's like, yeah, I'll fight whoever, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and I thought the match was pretty good, so it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a good showing. I don't. Yeah. It, it really depends on what you feel like a ceiling is for a guy. Like, usually I would look at somebody like a Trey Baxter and. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see doing something with this guy. I don't know if the first... Like, I know their mindset is put him out there with Kishida and he'll have a really great match. And people will be like, wow, he had a really great match. Right. Um, But then what do you do with him after that? Yeah, some people will see that. But there will be other people who will see him and be like, oh, that's just a guy who looked kind of neat, but he lost. Um, And, like, I don't even know who he is. So right. normally if you've got somebody where you don't even know who they are and you feel like there's some potential there, I would want to put him in a position where he would win a match. So maybe not against Kushida, but maybe somebody else instead. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought he looked I thought he looked good here. He and Kushida worked well together. I really mm-hmm. like Kushida. Uh, I, I went too. with a three. Okay. I went just below with two and three quarters. 
Um, and I hear what you're saying about that. Like, if you want to make something out of someone, you put them in a winning solution. I don't know. I just think with Kushida being like, to me, the ultimate baby face. Yeah. Um, I, I buy it a little bit more, you know, like if you mm-hmm. lose to a nice guy, it's different to me, I guess. Yeah. And Kushida would be, Kushida would be very grateful and that would lead to a title match yeah. as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, look, I understand that they don't want to have somebody who the fans don't know come in and beat one other champion. So, like, I would put no, him in a position yet. to beat somebody else, perhaps. But uh, Grapple, oh, says 3.15. Oh, okay, Grapple. So, Grapple liking the cruiserweight uh, match. matches. Yeah, they like that yeah. one a little bit more. Yeah. So post match, Kyle is still out applauding after the match, making his way to the ring to stand toe to toe with Kushida mm-hmm. and issuing a challenge for next week. Oh, so this has Kyle, me so happy. Kyle has uh, picked his opponent. Kushida ac- accepts. So we're going to get this next week. And I just assume that this is now going to be our, um, what should we call it? Right? Main event. Right? Yes. I mean, so far, I think that's the biggest match announced for the show. Yes. I'll go so. have a look while you talk about the next segment. Oh, I looked on Twitter. I can't find anything else. Okay. <laughs> um, Frankie Monet is backstage, and she will be back next week mm-hmm. um, to follow up her debut. Um, then she runs into Jesse and Aaliyah saying that they need to get rid of Robert Stone, so maybe trying to break them up. And then Robert Stone comes out, and she compliments him, so who knows what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, very bizarre. But we don't know who she's facing next week, so I only hope it's Jesse. Yeah. But we shall see. Um, Mercedes is re-watching her moment with uh, Mei Ying from TakeOver, Um and I felt like really what I took from that is um, I think she was challenging Boa to a match. So I yes. um, can't wait to see that. I think that'll be a great match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. this Now we get something real weird. And um, the Million Dollar Championship belt is out. So Ted DiBiase is, hates LA Knight, who drives up in a Ferrari. And my real question is, cars are these like who's like yeah you could drive up my car like <laughs> right? i don't know if i trust la night with my with my like really expensive car uh, I, I would i would not no <laughs> maybe they have also, a great insurance deal maybe i want to know where these cars are coming from mm-hmm. um anyway um so some so i guess somehow now he has a lot of money he has new graphics with dollar steins and gemstones um yes. night saying dibiase is his hero now um, and doesn't know how to describe the moment, but sadly he doesn't stop talking. Um, <laughs> the crowd just trying to call Cameron Grimes out, um, yeah. like not even caring what LA Knight's saying. No. Um, but he does go on to say that when he was a kid, Ted DiBiase was wrestling. Um, it was, you know, everyone wanted to be him. And honestly, it doesn't sound like a compliment, which makes sense as this moves on. Yeah. Um, they shake hands, Ted gives Knight the belt and laughs and sparklers go off. But that Knight still talking and then hits Ted DiBiase. If he yep. wasn't enough of an asshole, he goes after a retired person. Like, yes. come on, this old man who uh, his back injuries put him out of professional wrestling right. in like 1991, and Ted DiBiase takes this big back bump. Like, I honestly, I was stunned. I'm like, he should not be doing that at his age with his back. 
Why is there not? Like, why is somebody not yeah. there yelling at that man? <laughs> <laughs> it did, and it did look real. Like everything looked really good. Like yeah. you knew it looked like LA Knight was kind of taking a bit of a softer approach, but it's still like especially with those boots. Yes, yes, looked good because he could just like was trying to like kicking him in the back. But mm-hmm. man, Ted has some good rhythm that he was able to like move at the same time. So I yeah. give him that. Um, so this continues, but then. Cameron Grimes comes out to defend Ted DiBiase, so he is just full babyface now. Boy, was this crowd happy. They loved it. They love Cameron Grimes. Yeah, they've been dying to cheer this wacky character, so. (laughs) Which, hey, more power to them. Like, he is, I I also don't know how I feel about the fact that he's a, like, full babyface, but. (laughs) Right. What a weird person, but I guess when LA Knight's your opponent, like pretty much everybody is. Yeah, you're the good guy no matter what. Uh, it'd be a toss yep. up if it was Karrion Cross and LA Knight. I, I think I would just, no. I think I would just go on my phone more than anything. But Ugh. uh, yeah, LA Knight was basically like, Look, now that I've got everything I want, it's time to get rid of the things I don't need and, and- put the boots to Ted DiBiase. And like, yeah, now we see how this, uh, this this feud will evolve. Obviously it'll now be Cameron Grimes trying to get Ted DiBiase's million dollar championship back, which is yes. such a weird storyline because uh, like, I, I think Vince would, I mean, Vince isn't in charge of this, but this feels like something Vince would get a kick out of trying to get the fans to, to cheer for the super rich guy to get his opulent, super rich, thing back <laughs> um they are Cam- they're cheering for cameron grimes right like. <laughs> yeah he earned his money the old-fashioned way by betting on stocks, Playing the stocks. Yep. yes so um you know what though i mean he is a weird fun character so yes. uh, you know i don't know what his real name is cameron grimes i know mm-hmm. it's not cameron grimes but no he he can sell some weird charm so more power to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if his real name was Cameron Grimes, but it's not. Isn't it Tyler something? Uh, no. I don't know. I could just be making something uh, up. Trevor Lee Cadell. And, That's uh, it. Trevor. He went by Trevor Lee, Trevor Lee. on the indies yes. for quite a while. Yes. Yes. We have, I actually watched a match because um, before it went away, the WWE app had... Yes. Um, evolve or something and he was yes. on there so we watched some of his old matches they were actually really good yeah he's he's been really good for a while yep all right moving off of cameron grimes now because we get raquel and dakota backstage mm-hmm. talking to Mackenzie. they're in a tag team match tonight because you know what they still want the tag team titles they are coming for those they're putting candy and um candy indy and candace on notice yes. so all right i'm they're still a team, so here it is. Um, we see the battery again, and now we're at 11% of battery instead of 1%. So oh, it's going to take a while here. I mean, it is charging. Building up to something. Yeah. 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 So wonder, something's happening. Jacqueline, I have a quick question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody can do the math to figure out how much mm-hmm. that battery is charged uh, between the first time we saw it and the second time mm-hmm. we saw it. And if it continues at that rate, how quickly it'll be at 100%. But To see who's been out for that long? Yes. The real question is mm. not that, but oh. 
if, are we going to be following the rules of television here? Will this battery continue to charge now that this episode of NXT is done? Or does the battery cease charging until the next episode begins mm. and then charging resumes? Is NXT the, mm. is NXT the plug for this device? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, what if it's Ridge Holland? <gasps> I've forgotten about him. Right? Mm-hmm. It could be him. Okay, I'm just trying to dig... I'm, like, thinking back. I'm like, who could it be? Because Danny Birch came to mind first, too, but I'm like, I think it might be too soon. Yeah, Rich but... Holland's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. And I so is Tegan Knox, though. Yes. Well, I, I certainly know, hope it's... I certainly hope it's Tegan, but... We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just thoughts. Um, so Raquel and Dakota are coming out for their match. They walk by Ember and Shotzi, um, who have to be held back by William Regal and Samoa Joe's there to try and help keep everyone at bay. Yes. It's very funny. Joe really does not want to choke it. out anyone here. No, but I'm really loving these little backstage moments. Like, <laughs> just... It's perfect what they're doing. Um, and so now we get a tag team match, women's tag. It's Raquel and Dakota versus Casey and Kaden. Mm-hmm. And both teams got a full entrance, which I feel like is noteworthy because that hasn't been happening a lot recently. No. Do you know the story behind It's a, such a silly story. Why there I hasn't been I, a lot of entrances. Is it timing? No. It's... Oh. Uh, I think the story goes that Shawn Michaels, who is a producer along with Triple H of of NXT, Shawn Michaels was watching an episode with his wife and Mm -hmm. his wife made the comment of how the entrances seem to take a long time in NXT. And uh, don't you think that gives people a chance to change the channel to AEW? This is when they were still going Mm -hmm. head to head with AEW and now they are not. But they're still keeping this mindset that people might change the channel during entrances. I'm like, no, no one is going to change the channel during entrances. If except for Carrie and Crosses, except for his, because his last. Well, I mean, I can go. I normally, I normally don't change the channel. I just go make popcorn or something uh, yeah. while he's doing that. But here's the thing: look at chicken. It's it's crazy that that's even the thought in WWE because they spent so long teaching fans that entrances are one of the most important, important. parts of a match. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they shouldn't be the most important part of a match. Like, they're a part of the presentation, but, but... But they mean something. Yeah, so, like, no, people aren't going to tune out during entrances. Sometimes entrances are better than the matches are, depending on who's in them. Yeah. So, no, I was... Is that why the is that why entrance music has been sucking lately? <laughs> no. I like... Think, I think that's just because they had a falling out with the last... Uh, production company that was doing their theme music. Mm. So now it's uh, mm. much like when the United States split from England and we decided to change how we spelled some words uh, just mm. because England spelled them a certain way. I feel like gotcha. the same thing is happening here. Like, oh, we can't well, use CFO songs anymore because we don't like them. So we're going to... CFO? CFOs, yes. And the oh, S okay. was a dollar sign. Jackson. <laughs> I have a better idea. Why don't you just get Swerve to do all your music? <laughs> right? Well, Kid Row has a great entrance song. <laughs> uh, and most of their music couldn't be worse than the stuff that like Kyle or Pete Dunn or Adam Cole are using right now. So Exactly. 
It's problem solved. Anyway, let's get to this match. Yes. Um, this sorry. match was fun. Yes. Yes, it was. Dakota and Caden start. Caden takes down Dakota, um, but she's not ready to stay down. And Casey comes in and then um, flings Dakota neck first into the ropes um, and a cover for a two. Caden back in um, and they go to work again on Dakota for a two. Raquel in against Caden. Raquel just overpowering Caden completely, um, but she's trying to use her speed to her advantage and trying to get into a submission, um, but doesn't quite have the leverage. Then Casey comes in, um, and they go for tandem offense, and Casey able to get um, a believable Huracurana off against Raquel, which is not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Dakota's in now. Um, Caden takes out Dakota and Raquel on the outside and back from commercial, and Raquel and Casey... Uh, Raquel has Casey in a submission attempt, but it doesn't last. Dakota's back in and kicks Casey to cover for two. Raquel back in and she slams Casey out of the ring. Dakota back in and kicks Casey out, out of the ring again, but Casey's able to get Dakota um, onto the apron. Um, Kaden in and explodes on Dakota and Raquel. Um, with a, she drop kicks Raquel um, to get her out of the ring um, and then drops on Dakota then kicks her in the face and goes halfway through the ropes, um, which looked ridiculous, and picks up a two. Dakota with a scorpion kick, um, and Raquel's back in. Kaden goes to the ropes, but Raquel catches her um, and gets a sidewalk slam for a two. Dakota back in, uh, and Raquel has Kaden, and Dakota goes uh, running into her to take her down, and Casey breaks up the pin at a very close two. Kaden still trying to take out Raquel. Dakota moving through some offense, but Casey in and gets um, an assisted flip for a two. Raquel in to help, but Casey and Kaden just go to town on her. Kaden in and gets a great kick to Dakota. Casey tags in and does a 450 onto Dakota for a two. Raquel takes out Casey and Kaden on the outside. Uh, Casey, though, coming back up the ropes. Um, Dakota with a... GTK, they called it, on Casey for the win. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what that meant, but it was. Um, I, like we said, this was a really fun match. I really like that Dakota was the one who got the pin here. Yes. Um, because to me, it just showed that they're still a tag team. So mm -hmm. um, that's fun. This match was a lot of fun. I Okay, so real quick, the GTK. I, yes. I like it because... The reasoning behind it is ridiculous. Uh, the actual the actual name of the move because G GTK is an is an acronym, but the actual name of the Obviously. move is is ridiculous, and I love it. So the move is inspired by. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember Hideo Itami in NXT, no. um, but he was there. That and, is before my time. <laughs> uh, but so he was. Uh, he invented this move. CM Punk m kind of made it famous in WWE as mm. well. But it was that was the GTS, which was go to sleep, uh, which was oh. basically what Dakota did, except you'd hit him with a knee strike instead of a kick. But since Dakota okay. is the captain of Team Kick, or at least she used to be, is it, is it go to kick? It's go to <laughs> kick, which is an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous name, but I love it. So some okay. people are some people are like I hate it that's dumb and I'm like I love it it's dumb yeah uh, but <laughs> it fits with Dakota's whole thing though <laughs> yeah this match was fun I would have given it a little bit of a higher score had we not continued this reign of disrespect towards Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter these these girls should be. Like, I know they're in there with Dakota and Raquel, and Dakota and Raquel are going for the tag titles. Yeah. But Casey and Caden should... 
they are so much fun as a team and they are they getting are. better every time I see them. That mm-hmm. that fun assist where Casey flipped over the top rope and landed on Caden's back and Caden like heaves her back into the yep. ring and she gets that like head scissors on Raquel. That's so much fun. Like these girls they do really great together. Yeah, these girls are great and they should be winning a lot more matches. Uh but they don't. They go out there and they pretty much lose all the time, which is not where these girls should be at all. They no. are like a lot of fun. Their women's tag division is kind of starving for baby faces right now and they have heel tag team yeah. champions. Do something with these two, please. Anyway, also, uh, they use tag team name. Yes, they do. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this match, despite the fact that Casey and Caden did not win, and I gave it a three. Same here. Uh, grapple a little lower than us with a 2.84, but close, above two and close. three quarters. Yes. Yeah. Um, we see Ever Rise backstage. Because they're still around. And they're upset with Hit Row. So it's not a squash match for Hit Row coming up. And they call it later in the day. So um, next week we're going to get Hit Row and Ever Rise. So yeah. fun times. Um, we see the battery again and we're at 21%. So something with ones, I guess. We're at one, then 11, then 21. I guess mm-hmm. we're going up in a in a pattern here. Um, okay, we know for Great American Bash now, Kyle and Cole are going to fight each other. And yes, they have to face an opponent of their choosing next week. Um, so this just got confirmed because I just couldn't understand them earlier. So just reiterating what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, Io Shirai is back um, and is ready to name an opponent. Um, she's in the ring. But Candice comes out um, to say that she is no longer... Um, an uncrowned champion, um, and it's time for EO to start back at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then Indy comes in the ring to take EO out from behind. Then EO takes both of them out for a moment, um, but then Indy and Candace come in and, um, you know, just wail on EO. But then uh, Zoe Stark comes out to help um, yes. and just takes everyone out. Then EO um, just jumps back in, sends Indy and Candice running scared. So I'm thinking we might see that match sometime soon. Yes. I Which I think could be really fun. I think it could definitely be a fun match. This does harken back to that thing before where I was like, why did they put Zoe Stark with Zeta Ramir? Like they should be giving Zoe Stark more wins. So now she comes out to help Io Shirai yeah. and this would be much more impactful if Zoe Stark had been winning some matches lately <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of not. Um, I know that so- yeah. I saw that some people, I feel like they could have maybe found somebody else or given Zoe Stark some wins in the meantime before doing this. I saw some people suggest Saray, which I don't even know where yeah. she's at right now. I feel like she's... Yeah, we haven't seen her in a while. It That's feels who, like she disappeared. Um, That's like, who my husband thought was going to come out to right. help. Like, I get why they wouldn't, because you don't want to have two, like, Asian women team just because they're two Asian women. Yeah. Uh, and their personalities or characters seem to be very different from one different. another. Yeah. No. The, but that being said, Saray has oh. won all of her matches. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I will say, though, I feel like Zoe Stark, though, is kind of like she's doing like what MSK is doing, right? Where they just like come out and help all the faces against all the bad people. Yeah, or, she's friendly. You know, so she is. So like, I just to me, I, I just get that vibe. And I don't know, maybe I'm yeah, not no, as much into the wrestling ethos, though. So, like, no, I, don't I mean, really know. yeah, I mean, it's just a it's a it's a matter of taste thing. Like, yeah, like, I feel like the match will be good because they're you know i mean indy is indy but candace is great and eo is great and zoe stark mm-hmm. is really good so yeah i feel like the match will be good it's just the and it's not even Maybe like the story be- is bad it's just that you know it's that's more nitpicking like it just could be better is all here's an idea maybe it'll be a non-title match and then eo and zoe will win yes which would be nice that's, i bet you that's my that's my thought um, so William Regal and Samoa Joe are backstage with Mackenzie um, and Johnny Gargano and Theory come in to interrupt and they are just huge fans of Joe's mm-hmm. um, but Joe kicks them out it was actually really sweet and funny this whole exchange um, yeah. Johnny Gargano just continues to be charming even though he's supposed to be not charming <laughs> yes. I don't know how he does it um, then Regal makes a concerned face and Pete Dunne is just quietly there, uh, and he and uh, Samoa Joe have a staring contest. So, um, which I don't think anyone actually won. So, we'll see. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is main event time. It is the tornado match with Champa and Thatcher versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. As Champa and Thatcher are walking or. Um, out to the ring, um, they meet MSK, who are eating popcorn backstage to watch the match. Um, but then Thatcher just comes back and takes their popcorn. Um, so, not a good guy move, but he still is a good guy. It's very weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Grizzled Young Veterans, um, as they are walking out, Gibson has a microphone, um, but Champa doesn't want to hear it because he just attacks Gibson on the ramp. So, it's one way to shut him up, I guess. So, um, this match starts, um, Thatcher and Ciampa beating the snot out of Gibson and Drake here. Um, and then they even switch opponents at one point, um, and continue with forearms and then into holds, but grizzled young veterans eventually get out of the ring to regroup for a second, then back in, um, and take up some offense. They throw Thatcher out of the ring and then turn their focus to Ciampa, but he fights both Gibson and Drake. Uh, and takes both down with a clothesline. Champa has amazing endurance. Drake trips Champa and then runs to stop Thatcher from um, the apron to the floor. Uh, outside the ring and grizzled young veterans fighting dirty, putting everyone into the barricade. Thatcher, though, eventually um, choking Drake over the top, over the ropes, um, which Gibson breaks up and then Champa puts um, on a hold. And I have to add here, um, there's no disqualification. So they're running around outside the ring and able to use the ropes all they want. The ref really has no control here. Um, Just basically like a babysitter. Um, Since it is nearly impossible to keep up with what's going on, I'm just going to, I do start switching to my thoughts and impressions because... (laughs) Yes. It just runs amok. Um, Thatcher and Champa have been a tag team long enough now um, where it is time to finally give them a snappy name. Um, that's my thought. Um, finally, a pin attempt, um, but only um, a near fall. Champa flips Gibson over the ropes uh, and can, t- continues to run into everyone. NXT really um, seeming to like these chaotic matches recently, so maybe 
It's not Regal losing control, but there are too many match types. Um, Ciampa and Thatcher slap each other in the face to pump each other up, and it seems dysfunctional. Um, but it works as they get Gibson and Drake out of the ring um, and then make the scariest of faces. Thatcher now taking on Gibson and Drake, and Drake tries for some weird submission that looks more painful for him. Um, Thatcher with a belly-to-belly suplex that doesn't, um, but doesn't go to cover. It's like Ciampa... Um, uh, and he aren't trying to win here. Thatcher with a double underhook suplex on Gibson and Champa with an air raid crash off the top rope on Drake, finally for a two. Um, and Thatcher holding Gibson by the head so he doesn't break it up. The crowd very much behind Champa and no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson has Champa on his shoulders. He's standing on the ground. Then Jake go- Drake goes flying through the ropes out of the ring and drops Ciampa from Gibson's shoulders onto the floor. And these men are not okay in the head to do that. Yeah. Ciampa had a neck injury. You should not be doing this. No, I <laughs> leapt from my seat. I, I He's thought a he, maniac. He's gone. He's gone. Medical's out. Nothing. This is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not. He's fine. I must say. Um, Thatcher and Gibson, um, going at it one-on-one, um, Gibson's a very good opponent for Thatcher as they both just writhe around trying to get a submission, um, and get out of submission attempts. Um, Drake and Gibson get off a tandem backstabber for a very close two, which Ciampa breaks up because he's still alive. Um, Drake takes the NXT cover off the announce table and Gibson slams Ciampa, Ciampa into it. Um, and then, um, onto the announce table, but Drake goes after Thatcher in the ring. Ciampa reverses um, and gets Gibson onto the announce table um, and takes him out for a minute. Ciampa gets the fairy tale ending, and then Thatcher and Ciampa put um, a submission um, onto Drake, and he has no choice but to tap because one has his arms and the other has his legs. Mm -hmm. This was dizzyingly chaotic, but also fun. Yes. and I enjoyed that there are tag team feuds that aren't just for the belt. So I think yes. they're starting to understand this. So mm-hmm. kudos. Nope. Thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> this. This was my favorite match on the show. And Me too. I mean, I like Thatcher and Ciampa, but I love Grizzled Young Veterans. And yes. uh, yeah, uh, really, ha- really happy with this main event mm-hmm. it, not so happy with Champa deciding to take that backflip off of that uh, Zach Gibson's shoulders but yeah insane that, it's one of those things where you, when you watch that I'm like how much do you have to trust each other to be like yeah so I'm just gonna sit on your shoulders then this other guy's gonna run at me and you're gonna drop me but it's gonna mm-hmm. be fine like how much do I you mean, have to be like and so like much that, of it have, like the timing has yes. to be really good uh, but a lot of it, a lot of the bump is Champa's to take, but yes. it, like in those very early moments, it can be very screwed up. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is something that I've seen Gibson and Drake do a lot. So yeah, uh, I I know they're pretty good at it, but yeah, it's still Champa's just, he's nuts. I mean, he's yeah. just... And, well- and he, I would assume they can't do it to Thatcher because he's so tall. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the... I mean... It doesn't he, work. <laughs> he. This is the same guy who came back from that neck thing. And, like, one of the first matches he did was that War Games match where he gave Adam Cole an air raid crash off the top of the cage. Oh, yeah! So he's just... What a dummy! He's... <laughs> he's bonkers. 
but yeah, and, and happy and again, Father's and Day, it, by the way, to Tommaso Ciampa. I know he's got that. And again, and again as I'd like to say, I'm still one. two months older than him. It's insane. <laughs> I, I, it's not even, I mean, he, but he looks like 25 years older than either of us. Yes. So. I'm like, he's put his body through some stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun, <laughs> weird, hey, weird fact. Uh, grocery shopping today, Jacqueline. I saw somebody who is a dead ringer for Tommaso Ciampa. So oh much, gosh. so much so that I thought, like for like a second, I'm like, should I be a creepy person and take this guy's picture to show to Jacqueline? Because this you guy, should've. this guy was the same height. He had the same kind of build, and you know how Champa's got like those kind of scrawny ish legs a little bit. Yeah, uh, he had a, like that same NXT scrawny legs. Yes, <laughs> yes. he kind of had that same build. Same, same kind of face, bald, same exact beard with the gray and everything. Did he have the veiny arm muscles too? Like a little bit, but this dude had tattoos, which Ciampa does not have. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm like, that can't be him, but maybe he has a twin brother he doesn't know about. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or maybe a twin brother he does know about. Who yeah, knows? Tommaso Ciampa, if you have a twin brother who lives in mid-Michigan, uh, let me know. Yeah. Hit yeah. me up. Uh, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I gave this match a three and a half. That's a weird segue to that. Uh, but yeah, that's what I gave this match. I really liked it. Yes, I also gave it a three and a half. Oh, okay, excellent. Uh, Grapple gave it a 3.7. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Well, they really enjoyed that. I can't say I blame them. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was. Um, And then to end us all out here, we see William Regal and Samoa Joe walking out um, into the parking lot together. Regal is very happy with Joe's return. They shake hands and leave for the evening. So Mm -hmm. um, job well done, gents. Yes. (laughs) Well done, indeed. Um, Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe that tag match with EO and Zoe will be the main event, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with as well. Okay, so in the meantime, everybody, while you're waiting, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, uh, this podcast, along with all the others, is listener-supported, and I would very much like to thank everyone who has helped uh, support uh, lately. It is been way more than i was expecting so i really really appreciate it there are a couple of ways that you can uh help if you would like uh or contribute uh we have a patreon patreon.com slash cinema geekly and we have a merch store too uh geeklymerch.com links for all of those are in the show notes for this episode and that does include some merch for this podcast as well uh and thank you to the people who have bought stuff already uh, for what comes next. Uh, I honestly did not expect to sell more than a couple. So uh, <laughs> really pleased about that. Thank you, everybody, for, for contributing. Um, also, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT, hit subscribe, and that way you can come back to hear us talk about the next episode of NXT on the USA and the Peacock which I believe we're, we've decided is featuring Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs>